I feel that, you know, that whole anxiety, I genuinely believe this, that feeling anxious and letting our emotions paralyze us is not okay. And it's not only about one person feeling anxious or not. I feel the way it has become normal, everybody's anxiety, that is not okay. We have to be so strong and so fit emotionally and mentally that we shouldn't fall into these and we are not taught these tools. Nobody talks about it. So thank you so much for sharing. This is like, it's a wonderful story. You know, sometimes when you wake up and you want to keep going, these stories kind of give you that whole inspiration to go through a tough day. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Absolutely Right Podcast. My name is Aditi Surana. I'm a graphologist, a high-performance coach, and an anti-anxiety expert. Now, 2020 was a dramatic year for all of us. But for my team and I, it was slightly different because the day the lockdown was announced, we started our first social initiative, a 21-day free anti-anxiety journaling workshop. We didn't think much of it. We thought a few people will join here and there. But in the last 18 months, we have had more than 7,000 people who have gone through this process, tried the beautiful Kama Sutra Astro practice and have seen some unbelievable results. Every time, every week when I hear these stories from people, I feel it's worth all the efforts because the stories are inspiring. People have gone off their sleeping pills after 20 years. Some people have dealt with their prolonged anxiety. We had beautiful stories where people wrote how they reconsidered their thought of killing themselves. Uh, the family was losing their life and how they held the ground and stayed calm in the middle of chaos. Now when I hear all of these things, I feel it's worth all the efforts that we put in because somewhere out there around the world different people strangers that i have never spoken to never heard from have got benefited by the kama sutra technique so that powerful the technique is today's episode is very special for me because we have our listeners who have gone through this journey dealt with their covid fight and did not allow covid to affect their mind with the help of kama sutra journaling technique you got it right it's the exact technique that we use on our friday short episodes where i give you the three-step process right the the question the astro practice going to the handwritten journaling if you want to try the 21-day free workshop, the link is aditisurana.com slash lockdown21. Try it out. Do not let anxiety get to you. Today, you'll hear some amazing stories and experiences where people like you and I have tried things to shift their perspective and did not give up on themselves and kept going at it to resolve the problems. Without further ado, let me invite our special guests on the show, our wonderful listeners, Neha, Sheetal and Sohini. Welcome ladies, uh, welcome to Absolutely Right. This is very interesting. All the participants of today's episode have gone through the Kama Sutra 21-day anti-anxiety journaling workshop. They have had their own experiences and after talking to them, after hearing their stories that they had written to us about, we decided to have them as our you know guest on the show. This is listener special. These are my favorite episodes also because I get to really talk to our listeners, figure out what's going on in their mind and all of you who are listening or watching this episode can connect to these conversations. You can learn what people are you know, using the stroke for, what, what they're doing with the journaling technique. What are their challenges? What are your challenges? You may find answers like that. So hi, Aditi and hi, everyone. So uh, I'm Neha. Uh, I am uh, I'm currently working for the marketing department at Star. 
and um, i came across this workshop last year uh, just uh, around the lockdown when aditi had uh, you know shared it on a page and i got to know about it uh, got to know about it through a friends insta page and it's helped me immensely uh, so uh, uh, you know aditi uh, the, the what i would want to know is that last year when i did this workshop and you were kind enough to uh, you know do a handwriting analysis for me at that time uh, there were a lot of things that you had told me about things that i could change for uh, uh, getting over it or you know getting through the situation uh, uh, now if you look at my handwriting my present handwriting uh can you see that change uh, uh reflecting in it because i do feel a lot of change in my headspace and you know in the way that and my outlook in the way that i'm looking at things okay. so is that something that is visible okay that's a great question neha and for our listeners i get this question a lot that my handwriting keeps changing how is it valid how is it relevant how can you analyze my personality on the basis of it now the very moment you think about changing handwriting and neha's question woven here that if you are changing as a person and if your handwriting is reflecting you as a person then technically it should change so neha first thing that has happened over this one year i would say is you have started dealing with your emotions in more effective manner and communicating them you're actively working towards communicating which you couldn't do you did not do it in the past so what i see which is very interesting is your handwriting we call slant which is the tilt of your writing it talks about emotional responsiveness for the writer so when the writing is towards the left you hold your emotion back a lot more your handwriting was to the left and is to the left even now but the degree has changed the degree is different now and it is moving towards the straightish writing a bit more nothing right or wrong about it you know both of them have their own strengths but as yeah. a person you have consciously worked towards letting other people know what you're feeling and how you're feeling and how they can help you feel more secured and i think that's yeah. beautiful i think you have had those tough conversations in this one year is it yeah. so it's it's so bang on i can't even tell <laughs> it is it is i have consciously worked on that uh, whether it was my personal or professional life more so uh, you know i had certain uh, dreams or things that i really wanted to achieve so this year i did have those honest conversations whether it was with my uh, seniors whether it was with myself importantly on what i wanted to do and uh, i worked consciously towards it one of the other things that you also told me is that i have to you know take those steps uh, 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 and rather than just sit back and look at you know what can happen or what i wish could happen uh, take those steps towards what i wanted to achieve and i think this year i consciously did all of that Amazing. i said That's These are the things I want to achieve. It, it's beautiful it. because last year when we started this, we started two initiatives. One was twenty one day anti anxiety workshop in twenty twenty, and we said let's talk and have conversations about anxiety. So we said four sessions every single day as our gift for people who are dealing with any form of anxiety. Uh, extrovert suddenly being confined to your house and not being able to go out. The part of my work also involves talking to a lot of people, going out, and I love traveling. So. suddenly from going that to being stuck in a uh, bombay to bhk which is anyways quite a small space uh, you know gave me a lot of anxiety so yeah but so i'm going to break that myth it is so beautiful and i'm very happy and very proud to do that so many times when we are very good at speaking with other people connecting with them we believe we are extroverts 
and yeah. when we when we look at people who are quieter and who are shy in a way that we think those are the people who are introverts now in your writing we have this beautiful combination because your writing goes to the left you are truly an introvert but because you are a social person and because your job demands that you connect with people you have mastered the skill of socializing and speaking and connecting and also i believe your family always encouraged that yeah. so you kind of had that environment around now when you think you are an extrovert person but you are truly not you start forcing yourself to behave in a certain manner so the anxiety that you were experiencing about being in a lockdown and being stuck and all of that was actually not true but it was a pseudo form of anxiety because you believed to be an extrovert which you truly are not so which is yeah. very interesting for me to figure out and how did you survive the lockdown did you really find it difficult or you enjoyed it uh a mix of both like you said you know i enjoy being in my own space i like to be uh, you know uh, on my own quite a lot of times just with my coffee and my books and you know stuff like that but i did miss going out like you know just uh, thinking of the possibility sometimes you get it in your mind that you know you want to go to this place and that place and that i think takes a lot of uh, you know Residence. mind space yeah so uh that happened but uh, i think now uh, since we it's been close to now 15 16 months uh i think i have i've got into that comfortable space also because i've uh, learned how to identify my emotions like you said so uh, we normally just broadly think of it as i'm happy or i'm sad you know but there are different emotions am i really sad or am I, am i angry is it fear is it guilt is it shame you know things like that so now i know and i can work on those that's amazing like this little sentence that you just said that being able to differentiate instead of good versus bad happy yeah. versus sad when we start seeing the layers of our emotions we start identifying and recognizing what is the trigger what is causing it i feel that's liberating any time when you can recognize your emotions at a deeper level it is liberating yeah okay next one please So uh, my name is uh, Sheetal Selvaja, and I am in. I'm from Mumbai, and I work in a travel agency. So basically, uh, I got to know about uh, the Kam Sutra. I was just browsing through the Instagram, so that's where I came to know about it, and I quite like because my name is S. You know, it starts with S. So I'm quite. I love the alphabet S. So anything to do with S, creativity, <laughs> I really love. So I quite. I was quite amused with this S. You know, like how someone is writing with S in a different way. You know, so I was very. amused so i just uh, joined the page like you know like send me the newsletter and you know all that so the mail came and uh, that's when i came to know that you had this session last year also basically the, uh, so i was like shit i missed it you know like 2020 and this and that i couldn't attend but as they say luck may have so you just announced it this year also and uh, and i just before the this was starting the workshop one day before that i tested covid positive so oh yeah uh, so basically as uh, they say the timing was absolutely right and this really really helped me to maintain my you know like normalcy my presence you know like my mind otherwise uh, with covid playing havoc on your body and your mind and also more because my mom was also tested positive with me oh my god so i was very i was very scared because more for my mom then me Gosh. because of the age gap and everything and all that and it was like when we both got covid it was like covid was at its peak 
so there was even less of beds and less of hospitals and so that whole fear and you know and uh, just being at home and, uh, and and thankfully my father he's also with us but he was he didn't test positive so he was mm-hmm. alone so he managing his death and then I'm, we both are managing us over here in the room so it was a very very uh, tricky situation but uh, mm-hmm. as i would really but i would really say that your talks and uh, the kama sutra actually actually changed that's amazing so seriously that. thank you seriously thank, thank you. you thank you for trusting the process more than anything else i feel that you know that whole anxiety i genuinely believe this that feeling anxious and letting our emotions paralyze us is not okay and it's not only about one person feeling anxious or not i feel the way it has become normal everybody's anxiety that is not okay we have to be so strong and so fit emotionally and mentally that we shouldn't fall into these and we are not taught these tools nobody talks about it so thank you so much for sharing this is like it's a wonderful story you know sometimes when you wake up and you want to keep going these stories kind of give you that whole inspiration to go through a tough day so thank you thank you thank so much thank you thank you what's your question sheetha uh, i would uh, i would say that uh, i feel that uh, when i start something new i'm like with all the josh and everything i'll go ahead halfway through it and then i lose a fizz i feel fizzed out and okay. then i feel like okay now i should run back to my comfort zone okay. so then i should just go back to my cocoon so okay. that is what i really feel <laughs> so can you give us an example of where did you try that and why are you saying it yeah so basically it is like uh, as i told said that i'm working in a travel agency and we are not doing so good since last year because of for course. this reason so last year what i did was i decided to have a career change i said i'll try career counseling so i did my course and i thought i'm quite good at it also but only because of seeing that okay you know like seeing many young people and most skilled so i just like went through it i finished my course i did well but then i didn't i just fizzed up so i have not taken like i have not taken any more initiatives towards it where i could have gone and you know like actually taken one two more cases of career counseling and seen how i would do it but i just didn't and i just ran back to my travel agency okay so and i'm going to break this question for our listeners to connect with it so there are three parts to to anybody acting in this manner one is about execution is actually running out of the steam required to move forward and do what is needed so that is one part another part is the idea of perfectionism that you have because you are like oh if it is not perfect why should i do it if it is not going to guarantee results i might as well not do it if the risk is not worth the whole process let me stay away from it so there is like this perfectionism playing so that is another aspect and third aspect is not being fully convinced you know no matter which way you look at it if you're not convinced if your heart is not in the same place then you wouldn't want to do it so it's not about perfectionism not about execution so i'm going to look at your writing and find if all of them are true some of them are true only one of them are true okay cool so shital first thing first when it comes to execution that is absolutely not your problem okay please look at your own writing that is in front of you check for loops of letter y and letter g which are complete they're well rounded they are formed and they they start from a point you come back you come down do form the stroke and you go up and complete the stroke beautifully talking about your execution skills being to the t 
which I believe your agency and your colleagues and your bosses kind of count on. They love the fact that once the work is given to you, they can sleep, they can forget about it. They can absolutely do not even check. Is that true? Yeah, that's so true. Now let's, let's look at the second aspect that I spoke about, which is about perfectionism. Now, again, when I look at your writing, perfectionism is found in the writing when the second hump of letter M is taller than the first one. Okay, which is not your problem. Again, which means you are not a perfectionist. So though you may think that, oh, I'm trying to build this perfect idea and I'm trying to run away from the failure, possible failure, that is not your problem. Okay, so second possibility ruled out. Third possibility, we have to go and say, are you fully convinced? Do you have the conviction here? Now that I'm going to break into two parts. Conviction is built by you believing in yourself. And second, you believing in the idea. Okay, the self-belief as a concept is seen in the writing when you cut the horizontal line of the letter T, lowercase letter T, below, closer to the baseline. Okay, so that is applicable in your case. So when you have the T bar placed very low, that talks about how you do not allow yourself to believe in things which are risky, believe in things which are, you know, not guaranteed, believing things that you might not be able to figure out. And there is a huge discussion in your mind with yourself and nobody's around, which is very, very harsh and mean and very like, you know, reprimanding in that sense. Why didn't you do it? Why you, you could have done that? You should have true. done that. True, true, true. It is so true. There's definitely self-doubt that is stopping you. But when I look at overall your way of looking at situations, I would also say that you do not have full conviction in career counseling. Right? You don't think you might be able to genuinely help people. And when you did it, when you tried it with the real case studies, I felt you didn't enjoy that process as much as you expected yourself to enjoy. True. In some way, it is true. I really didn't uh, enjoy it, like, you know, like so much, like, but then huh, what, what you're saying is true. I didn't enjoy, like really, really enjoyed it. And that's what we do, right? We bring in logic and we say, because I have done the course and because I wanted to make a career shift, I should, you know, enjoy the next one. Probably you won't. You know, it's like if you don't like pasta that is served on the table, that doesn't mean you will like the, the you know, risotto ordered by the person next to you. You might not even like that. So this is a time for you to sit and ask, what exactly do I want to do as my career? And if you want to make a shift, then make one more attempt. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, I tried once and it did not work out. What's the point? You tried once and you learned what you don't like. And I think that's worth all the attempts and experimenting. Right. True. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Sohini. Uh, hi, I'm Sohini. Uh, I'm a marine biologist. So I was working for last few years in the Andaman Islands to conserve a marine mammal called dugong, if you guys have heard of it. Mm -hmm. So um, right now I'm between jobs. So I left my job last year uh, during the lockdown because um, there was no growth over there. Okay. And then, uh, I'm yet to find something else and I'm also applying for PhD positions and everything. Okay. So this period was quite uncertain for me. So that is when uh, I started feeling uh, anxiety. I didn't get those uh, 
physical uh, you know uh, this symptoms very, yeah symptoms that those things but um, i used to overthink a lot okay i used to go back uh like you know question my decisions if they were take, taken at the right time or not and then if you know if this is how it should have been or i should have waited or something like that and um i uh, uh, actually came uh, across this uh, workshop on instagram there was some ad so i i was generally interested in graphology since a few years so i knew mm-hmm. what graphology is so uh, so i knew that this would work if not anything else so i decided to give this a shot uh you know like let's see what happens you know if there's some uh, and it definitely helped it definitely calmed me down mm-hmm. and uh, yeah there are some bad days but i know uh, how to deal with them in a better way i would say that, that's so, amazing and i read your email that you sent and it was so genuine and it was so real when you described your journey and you said how waking up calmer in the longest time is is your yeah. achievement and i thought that was a great achievement Almost for all year, of us i would say like That's it amazing. has been a year since i was really restless uh, so yeah it, this is really helped me a lot yeah so hini was your question for me yeah so i wanted to ask um, how do you stay motivated in this situation like you know not only my career uh, Uh, this thing problem but uh, in general you know when you see because of covid like even if you try to stay calm there are things going by and you don't know when things will get better of course so for how long uh, you know like how to stay motivated through this and <laughs> uh, yeah basically that and even if you are quite calm in okay. situation there are other people around you who are quite agitated because of things which does affect you so it does my surroundings affect me a lot so i need peace and calm in my surroundings and that is the ideal situation that never happens so um, <laughs> so how do you stay motivated i think we all require that question on a daily basis how to stay motivated how to not give in the news that we watch and all the challenges that we have around and how to kind of stay afloat you know if not yeah. like moving forward a lot at least stay afloat and know that you are in control of your your mind your body and you know everything that is happening around tough question to answer but to break it down in few steps we have to look at it i speak about this concept and this week we started our uh, mental and emotional gym called apt and the first topic that i picked up was stress appetite okay what is stress appetite is we are thought that you can be happy without stress without things going wrong without people standing in your way now if you look at high performers if you look at athletes if you look at racing car drivers all these people train their bodies and their minds to perform under pressure mm-hmm. to deal with the problem at hand and still figure out a way to stay in control of the situation now if you look at their performance the, the pressure is so high everything is like at stake all of that is happening but a good player is not the one who knows how to play but the one who can make right decisions about what to play mm-hmm. similarly in our cases on you know people who are not into these so called sports or performance related stuff we don't see how we can implement it but if we change our attitude and if you say how can i build my stress appetite which means anything that comes in front of me any challenge that shows up what if that is my training program so i have built little muscle of calmness 
Now I want to test my muscle of calmness. I don't want to be in Himalayas without anybody disturbing me and then only feel calmness. I feel we all require functional calmness. You know how people are functionally anxious? We want functional calmness where we can walk into a situation and no matter what happens, we can still hold on to our calmness. And how we will be able to do it is by literally trying and testing different situations. So I'm born and brought up in Bombay and people who are not from Bombay, they come to Bombay and they say, how much traffic you guys have? It is so stressful. And if you are from Bombay, traffic is not the source of your stress at all. Only because you are entrained into it. You have grown with it. So if you know, if I'm going in a traffic hour to this place, instead of 20 minutes, it's going to take one hour. So you're prepared, you carry your headphones, so you listen to what you want, or you read something on the way, or you make your phone call. So you prepare for that one hour. You don't expect the traffic to change for you to feel calm. But when you say that, but oh, I know it's the traffic hour, I'm choosing 6pm. So I, it will take one hour or whatever. So I might as well be ready for it. That is stress appetite. Stress appetite is saying that every situation that comes my way, how can I still stay afloat? So I believe that if we change our perspective instead of saying, I want everything to be quiet, to be calm. It's okay. In spite of everything, how can I be calm? That's a different question, different approach. And I always feel like with the very moment you change your perspective, it changes the game. Like you're like, oh, now I'm not fighting the same wall. I'm actually on a different direction, looking at a different problem. Now my game is my scores will be kept if I walk into more and more difficult situations and still keep calm. So Aditi, actually taking ahead from her question only, uh, uh, you know, there's so many like now anxiety and everything and it's so much over the social media, right? So uh, uh, one question that or one thing that people keep on talking about is that once you have had, once you've gone through that, then it's very difficult to come out of it in terms of you might start, know how to cope with it. But is it necessarily going to be a lifelong thing? Is is there is there uh, is there going to be any way out of it? Uh, like you know, uh, like you said, uh, you know, probably finding peace uh, in the chaos is yeah. What you or building your must uh, you know uh, building yourself accordingly. Yeah, stress appetite. But is there any? Uh, is it? Do you really believe that it's a lifelong thing? And you I just have to learn how to cope with it? Absolutely not. I feel feeling anxious is an unnatural thing. It is absolutely against the human nature. We are wired to grow, be calm, literally enjoy everything. And this is what we were when we were born as kids, right? We didn't have these concerns. Anxiety begins fundamentally with we identifying a lot with everything outside of us. For example, my achievement as a professional, my role as a spouse, my appearance in front of other people, whether they approve it or not. We can have different triggers, but anxiety is fundamentally we identifying with our achievements or our work or our positions as us, which a child does not have. Mm. Right? So the very moment you start identifying with it, then you want to make sure that your work is good because that means you're good. And anybody who is questioning your work is questioning you. And then you defend it with all the anger, all the, you know, like all the defense mechanisms that are available, not because the problem is with the, with the issue, but because you have made it very, very personal. 
Yeah. Now, if you do a stroke practice and when you go on the breath pattern, you know how we do it. We use a three-step process. I ask you a question that triggers you in a particular manner. And we hold on to that, that emotional turmoil and we walk into the stroke practice where you use the breath to regulate your emotions. And I call that process a washing machine process. Why? Because I feel when you walk into that process with the turmoil and the machine goes on, things that are unnecessary are taken away. By the end of that one page of stroke, and you all have experienced it, so you know what I'm saying. But like, but I'm not feeling as upset as I was when I began the process. <laughs> that is so true. Right? That's I'm so like, true. suddenly what happened? I haven't found a solution. I don't know exactly what I will be doing, but I don't feel the pang anymore. Yeah. That is the power when you kind of disconnect and step away from the the situation which you're identifying a lot with okay then you do the writing and then you kind of use the cognitive part but the key of changing your anxiety is literally in that that handwriting therapy part because it takes you away disconnects you from the problem which is like literally attached everywhere on your face and you can't remove it that is the key so if you practice that if you master that and also if you start realizing the the larger idea that you know I, I believe this a lot i feel every person i'm supposed to work with meet have a conversation will show up and every person that i'm not supposed to work with no matter how hard i wish to try and i have desires and all of that uh, it won't happen and this is i think part of growing up and especially in this work i have heard so many stories of people doing everything in their capacity putting everything at, at risk and still things not working and you wonder oh this person did everything correct and still it didn't work out and someone else who has not done everything correct and still it worked out or they failed and they're okay with it so when you hear stories like that you start taking life less seriously yeah right when you take your life very seriously it has to be a perfect answer to everything because you are dealing with it the very moment you look at it from a distance and say, okay, I'm going to play the game and see where it goes. It just changes the way it is. Yeah. It changes your experience of it. And I don't believe that any success, any achievement going to change your life experience. Ponder okay. about this one little thing. The journey is so important that if you have, you know, imagine you're traveling and your journey was horrible and the destination is beautiful. The journey was also part of the whole experience. It's not only the destination. It matters what you feel on a daily basis. Sure. So yeah. we got to be very, very aware of it. And like you were saying, uh, you know, when I practice the stroke, sometimes uh, now that, you know, my, this thing is over, if I, if there are times when I just uh, journal about a particular question that I have in mind, but I find so much difference when I do the stroke and then do the question, because in doing the stroke, I get, give myself the time to, you know, even when doing the stroke, sometimes I'm thinking about the answer already. So, you know, when I'm writing down uh, my thoughts, I already have that clarity. Completely. And, and the stroke in between the question and response is very important because this is where you use a different technique. If you only ask a question and write, it's like any other journaling, technically speaking. So yeah. you have asked something and you're, you know, you're writing how you feel about it. Where is the change? So I always call it like you open a wound and then you apply medicine and then you close the wound. If you keep opening the wound and keep closing it, you'll feel the same way that you felt five minutes back, probably a little better, but not... Yeah not substantially better because you haven't done anything to use a solution there. So a stroke is the 
medicine that we put when you open the wound and before you close it that's important one more thing which i cannot uh, move ahead without adding this part to your question so there's a book written by victor frankl is called man's search for meaning and he says that if you have some sort of meaning that you connect with a larger idea then it makes even your suffering very meaningful even if you've go have to go through like a very very tough arduous task for that matter you don't feel lost with it and i'm going to give you a small example uh, my team and i when we started the lockdown process for 3 months we worked at least 16 hours a day non stop first 90 days because we got such a response and so many people we were speaking with on a daily basis it was unreal how much uh, emotional stability we required to build to be available and to be there to make sure that we and i'm not only talking about me i'm saying you know, everybody in my team were like you know there and answering questions and responding to every message and and we didn't know what we were walking into right we just decided we want to like do our best and we jumped in and as we jumped in things started increasing and we didn't know so we were like literally chasing our tail on a daily basis when we look back after 15 months those 3 months were the best time we have ever had as a team we cannot take that 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 you know experience away because it was tough it was difficult it was driven by this larger idea of serving something bigger than you making sure that you are available you know you're doing your your part all of that so it gave us so much of satisfaction every day we went to bed feeling that we had the day was meaningful and and beautiful i believe that would be amazing yeah okay so we if you only make it about us and our performance as i said that causes more anxiety the very moment you kind of make the larger idea a bigger game then it changes so so any you are asking a question about your uh, idealistic approach mm. right yeah. if you take that idealistic approach and if you say but this must be done and that should happen mm. if we turn that around and if you say okay being a marine biologist that i am what is my larger idea is it about the the person i'm working with is it about my boss or it is truly about the the species that i'm supposed to save help contribute to by doing the larger work the very moment you connect with them connect with that role that you will be playing mm-hmm. then dealing with human beings will happen as a part of the process yeah. okay so for our listeners who are wondering what exactly is happening what we are talking about kama sutra journaling you we have that as a part of our every friday episode where i give you a question then i tell you the three step process where you will be doing the kama sutra stroke and then responding in a handwritten style we also have one complete workshop created if you are dealing with anxiety of any sorts you can give it a try experience it it takes just 20 to 30 minutes a day figure it out like this the link is aditisurana.com/lockdown21 check it out everybody that we are speaking with today have gone through that process and have seen some some great benefits so if i have to ask you this question what was that one turning point during the workshop what was that point where you felt oh i never thought about it or oh, this is where my perspective shifted i'm really curious to know so uh, uh basically uh, uh you know for the 
entire 21 days uh, i really liked uh, i will i will talk about the turning point for me but i really like how the entire flow moved from first me understanding my emotions to then thinking about you know uh, then facing them and then finally coming to now what can i do about them so uh, one of the questions that you know um, uh, two questions in fact that really work for me is uh, what belief am i carrying about this event right now right because like you said uh, uh, i am an introvert and extrovert both so to understand that you know uh, uh, what is it that is really affecting me how like you know what am i what are my thoughts about it got a lot of clarity for me and what would just happen if i accept the situation right now the acceptance of uh, you know saying that this is what is going to be there so now how do i cope up with it i think just when you accept the situation and then work towards whatever with whatever you have i think that makes a lot of difference instead of just crying or overthinking or worrying about it saying that you know this is what is happening and now i'm stuck here maybe just accepting and working towards a solution is what really worked for me that's amazing so it's it's interesting so i'm writing a book now on journaling yeah. and this question uh, of what belief uh, do i have about this particular event today morning i was thinking whether we should keep that in the journaling process or not good i'm happy that we spoke about <laughs> I, i know it's a it's a valuable turning point okay so hini uh yeah for me because uh, overthinking was the issue uh that day's journaling question uh was about uh, you know identifying what exact emotion you feel when you uh, you know repetitively think of some situation so that was a turning point like it was it took me to the crux of the problem you know wow. that uh, why do i keep thinking about this thing is because of this unresolved emotion that i was feeling so once i accepted that that was when the calmness started you know like wow. started happening so because i never thought of the situation in this way i used to think ki yeah i i just you know something is bothering me about this situation i replay it in mind maybe i want to you know uh, thinking about if i would have reacted in a different way or something like that so that was the thing that was my problem so it, you know that since then things have been much better so you are also saying that you are making it about the external things that were causing the problem you are thinking about what can i tell yeah, them what yeah, can i make yeah. make them exactly. convinced about yeah and you saw the internal correlation it shifted the way you looked at oh that's that's beautiful yeah so sheetal yeah so uh, basically i will speak that as i told you that during covid so lot of emotions you know so it is just like sometimes it it happened like so much so during covid so i just one evening i broke down so i'm just howling 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 i'm crying i don't know for what reason i'm crying but i am just howling so then i was like okay now you know like i have to gather myself and everything and then i was like okay oh, somehow i got myself together that day went then second through second third day i still you know i was listening to your talk also and i was even doing the astro i don't don't know exactly the question or something but there was something after doing it for like two days or the third day something changed and i could feel calmness inside me only i could really find myself calm you know like i was like okay so what i was like yesterday or day before yesterday just looking at back that situation i'm like thankfully i'm so much better today and it was that something that came from inside only that there was i could feel a definitely a different level of calmness in me 
so so when you do the l stroke because it is also called the flow of thoughts the stroke kind of like you know reaches to that toughest point and it just brings that to surface and you're like but i don't want to look at it i was very happy just ignoring it and and believing that it didn't exist but that's what its job is you know it's like detoxification or something so it brings it to the surface and then for few days you have to kind of bear with it but within two or three days you go on the other side which is required i was like maybe i don't know if i would be able to finish those 21 days if i would uh, get the time because with the video and the stroke and all but it's just about you know making time for yourself so uh, once i started off and made that commitment that i have to finish these 21 days i think it just went off i didn't even realize when those 21 days got over you know because everything so we... to look yeah everything <laughs> Every day I used to look forward to that, like forty-five minutes to an hour. I think uh, Aditi's talk used to be around thirty to forty minutes, and then you know the stroke and for ten minutes, and then the question. So that hour, I every day I used to plan and make time for myself. You know, sometimes I felt that it became overwhelming for me. Like you know, some questions they really take you to a. Uh, you know they hit a point you know which which is really delicate or something like that so uh, there were some times when i felt really overwhelmed after doing the process i mean okay. it helped in the long run but uh, yeah, yeah yeah in the point it is like it's like uh, that that pain acupressure kind of a pain yeah like yeah. something which you have put aside you know it it comes back when you are writing about it so yeah that happened i and then cool. then what kept you going like if that was the concern why did you still show up next day uh because it was working like for me i said after one week it's like i really felt a difference and then i was so happy that something is working and then i'm able to get out of this so let's do the whole thing you know like i had found some answers to my questions in the earlier journaling questions uh, it might continue in the future as okay, well okay so you were hooked so to the to the the process yeah and i the- i kind of trusted the process you know to get me out of my <laughs> issues <laughs> thank you so you know, what about sorry 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 go ahead. no no so what cheetal and soini said a bit of both actually uh, i remember writing to you on insta saying that you know i'm while i'm writing uh, at towards the end my hand is literally dragging because i'm uh, i'm i can feel some of the physical symptoms like uh, i can feel maybe some some days i used to feel sort of a headache sometimes i used to feel my hand aching uh, my hand you know paining uh, uh, and uh, uh, that i think you know so i wrote to uh, you asking you know what is this thing so but over time all of that has like you know how you exercise and then over time you build that sort of for uh, you know a part muscle. of muscle part to keep on going on so something like that happened wherein now it just happens like i don't even know when the page ends uh, while doing this stroke yeah said the professional stroke professional <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, there was one more uh, this thing i faced that um, i couldn't keep my breathing constant till the end sometimes mm. like uh, like when i said that some things were overwhelming right some questions so okay. while thinking about it and writing towards the end my hand became really you know i couldn't keep the strokes for a longer time or the breathing became faster maybe i was thinking about what to write or something like that so that is something i noticed like towards the end it became a little You know, so that, that's a great observation, but that's how the process works, right? So you, uh, I triggered you already, and now you're like getting more and more triggered as you're thinking about the answer. And instead of re- replying and actually, you know, getting it out of your system, yeah. I ask you to hold, and I'm like, now, 
you do the kama sutra practice you're like oh my god this is not what i want to do i just want it out of my system i don't want to think about it but like no no this is a point where you breathe deeper and you do the stroke and your mind is forced to to be in one place where it wants to go all over yeah that is how that struggle of like you know your mind and body conflict is where the shift happens it is not without it it is because of it and i i think you have spotted it correctly the researcher mind has worked <laughs> so if i have to ask you one memory or one anecdote you know it's like before after if you have to talk about it what would that be pehle main aise thi ha matlab pehle hum aise the that we wouldn't know how to handle you know like a situation like this if this comes up to you you know even i mean by not uh, like suppose if you come across the situation where you don't want to like okay medicines is something that you are taking but then need something because you are at that position and obviously you can't start taking pills so then i would definitely think this is something a very new perspective new perspective that i got to see in my life and that was something so amazing that actually uh that is just available for us you know like we don't even have to step out of a house step out of a bed and it is just there on your phone on the mobile or anywhere i mean you know you just there mm-hmm. so you really really i think i think uh, quite a few people should really really should try it. i would uh, and i actually did suggest to my group of people that you should try it, definitely because uh, it is it is very important i mean for the mind for the brain Thank you so much girls for being on the show. It is always interesting to hear the perspective and the experience that our listeners go through. If you want to be on the show and if you think this conversation or being part of this whole process of getting your handwriting analyzed and asking all the questions and Kama Sutra stroke of course, then please write to us on my email ID write writ at aditysurana.com. We will make sure that we reach out to you. Our producers will talk to you and figure out how can we weave your conversation in our last story thank you so much for listening to one more episode of the absolutely right podcast i'll see you on friday with a short episode bye bye happy writing <laughs>